I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. I wanna welcome everybody to another episode of Designed to Heal. My name is Jeff McLaughlin, your host with me, Dr. Ben. Good morning, sir. Hey, you got a guest today because we um, we kind of did yeah. an episode a, a little while back called Gone Keto. Yeah. And I was just telling the journey that I've been on and, and you kind of promised me, I don't know if it was before, during or after show that we were going to sure. going to have an expert on and have somebody and you know people as always. So, yeah. uh, hey, who do we got today? Well, we've got, to, you know, I'm, this episode's a little, uh, um, I love all my guests, but then there's special ones and that and, and this is one of those. One of my dear friends, I've, I've been kind of walking down memory lane with myself since I know that she was going to be able to do this show. Um, her name is Dr. Rosie Main. She practices out in, in, in Boise, um, Idaho, beautiful family, husband and kids. Her husband's also a doctor. But I've traveled the globe with, with, with Dr. Rosie. I mean, I've been in the, the Olympics with, with her. We opened clinics in Africa together. I mean, she's, she's known me longer than my kids have even existed. And um, we've just been able to spend a lot of time uh, talking and learning and training together over the years, literally training together. I mean, working out together to, to, to worshiping together. I mean, just Rosie's a special dear friend that, um, but she's also, that's just my selfish, you know, just a friend I get to introduce to our audience, but she's also an amazing doctor and, and mom and, and, and my wife and all of those things. Um, but she does, and she's also an author of, of the book I'm looking at right here, um, of, of Keto. So we were talking about Keto, and you, you said you have some experts, and I said, I sure do. And there would be nobody that I'd be more excited to have on than Dr. Rosie Main. Dr. Rosie, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Ben, and I'm so excited to be here today. And I think that the the biggest um, thing that I feel uh, as, I'm not, a, I think, an expert, but I am um, very experienced with keto. And I think, you know, one of those things with uh, stumbling across this diet, I actually um, never planned to do this. But um, in a way, sometimes the struggles leads you to where you need to go. And so uh, just a little bit of background. Um, I uh, come from a Hispanic family and uh, my mom, unfortunately, died prematurely from diabetes. And like many people with diabetes, um, specifically uh, Hispanics uh, in my background, you know, typically, you know, people just don't know what to do. And uh, they run the mill of doctors and get thrown medication after medication. Unfortunately, I don't really feel she died from the diabetes, but from the medications that she was on. And I saw this, I mean, growing up as a a child, you know, having to uh, do some of those injections that she used to take, you know, I, I remember having to sort all those things and, and growing up in a household um, where everything where she lost her uh, kidneys, she lost her sight, uh, and eventually died prematurely uh, from that. Then also my sister, and this is how I stumbled across keto, my sister um, was mentally ill, and uh, she at 17 was diagnosed with diabetes type 1, um, but also struggled with a different kind of diabetes, not diabetes type 2 like my mom, but diabetes type 1. Um, but unfortunately also struggled with mental issues. She had a, 
uh, episodes of schizophrenia, um, episodes of seizures, and was put on some really heavy medications as well. And uh, she mentally ill and ended up as, you know, my dad didn't care for her. We, uh, me and my sister, my older sister would take care of her. And this uh, led to where after graduating from chiropractic school, I did a lot of the caregiving for my sister. Mind you, she's uh, uh, about in her 40s. Um, she's only like maybe 90 pounds, um, mentally ill, schizophrenia, the whole thing. I didn't know what to do, really. I mean, as, uh, as I graduated, of course, we had learned a lot about nutrition. And so wanted to see what I can do to help her not have to have those episodes of seizures and, and things like that. So uh, if you guys don't know, um, keto uh, specifically is something that is not a new thing. It's um, one of those, um, you know, diets that was found, I think, back in the 1920s, uh, where it was helping kids or, you know, with epilepsy, which is seizures. And um, they found that, you know, intermittent fasting reduced seizures in patients. And so, um, you know, I, when I was researching this, I, I just began to look uh, more into it. And, um, you know, I myself wanted to find out ways because uh, of the diabetes as a history, you know, uh, I just I thought, you know, this would be probably something good just to implement for my family. And that's how um, this all started, Dr. Ben, I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah. well, Rosie, and you make a couple things I would want our, our listeners to know. So, and a lot of times, and I, I am picky about the guests that I bring on this show. People always, I, I, literally, not a week goes by where somebody doesn't either reach out to us about the show or somebody says, hey, you should have this person on. And I, and I listen, I always will read through it. But oftentimes, if, if, if it doesn't really align with, with what we're trying to do here, I mean, God bless them, but they just might not be on this show. But the people we do bring on almost always have something, a passion thing that happened, right? An event in their life, uh, a test, a, a challenge, a loss of a loved one, or maybe a health crisis that they went through. And so I know that is uh, a significant part of what drives you. Going through uh, cancer with my dad is, is an issue, you know, something that has really helped me or even my own health issues. However, I also want people to realize um, about you because although that uh, uh, can really be powerful for us, we do need to I don't want to say back that up, but we then that needs to drive us to become, and I know you don't maybe like the word expert, and I know you're very humble. That's one of the things that everybody knows about, about Dr. Rosie is your humility. Yet you just, frankly, because of your experiences, you just know a lot and you've, you've done it. You know, you, you, I mean, I was joking with Jeff. I said, well, she's, we're probably going to interrupt her, her workout in the garage, you know, doing, doing squats. <laughs> I mean, you're, I know, professional level bodybuilder, however that, whatever that power lifter, whatever the actual right words are for that. And, and then you also have worked with, you know, Olympic athletes and still do and have traveled, you know, extensively multiple Olympics that you've taken care of. And I, the reason I bring that up isn't to, to brag about you. It's, you know, and especially a couple of the sports we used to work with are weight sport, weight lift, well, you know, weight category sports, right? So wrestlers, they're always losing weight, right? Or, or sometimes gaining. But, and so, you know, when you look at things like keto, we're always looking at partly when we're working with elite athletes, um, we're looking at performance as, as much as we're looking at the number on a scale. And I remember when we first started working with some of those Olympic athletes, I was frankly um, uh, blown away would be a nice way, super disappointed in what I was seeing 
nutritionally for athletes at the Olympic level in the United States. It was it was embarrassing. And Rosie, you could probably tell those stories better than I could. But when I would walk into those rooms and see what they were eating, feeding and how they were going about this, it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. And um, and so do you want to also maybe just talk a little bit briefly about kind of the, the performance side of your of your world? I mean, as an elite athlete yourself, but then also you're also a mom. You've got little kids that you're trying to raise healthy and, and all that. And then you uh, work with the elite athletes and your kind of your perspective on that. Yeah, definitely. And so that's where it all goes back to is like, you know, with my sister being very tiny, um, you know, it was this keto uh, diet was not um, going to be. Uh, done through fasting. I know I talk a lot about fasting, but uh, she couldn't lose more weight. And so a lot of times um, the most important thing to consider is how can we utilize energy for fuel, specifically when it comes to the brain and performance. When you talk about that, even with these elite athletes, they train so hard and that uh, to lose weight and cut weight um, and do it uh, for the sake of just losing weight and uh, just, you know, throw out all, um, you know, key nutrients that are vital for for performance is not going to happen so this is where i want to talk about specifically because most of the time people do this keto diet and they it turns into more of a dirty keto versus the the real keto which we want to address today and and talk about uh, that rosie talk about that like the dirty keto i guess the compare would be clean keto if that's the the other side of that coin. She, she's talking about everything I've been doing, Ben. That's what's happening here. <laughs> well, well, listen, it's, it's a it's a progression, right? I mean, I honestly, and I don't want to jump in here, Rosie, but it's almost like I, I know um, you're a, you know, a, a person of faith, and that's a big part of us. And I look at, you know, when we're early in faith, and we were first learning about just, you know, saved and, and, and you know, and forgiveness, like, we have a very, just a, a very kind of childish understanding of that or uh, uh, immature, maybe is a better word. And I'm not even saying that that's entirely negative. It's just where we all start, right? And so this is, right. if you're listening to this, and this is the first time or even I'm sitting here with Jeff right now, and Jeff's lost, you know, 25, 30 pounds already doing a version of keto, but he wanted to learn more. And he wants to know how to make this a lifestyle and with his family and with his kids. And how do you do that? And how do you do that on a budget? And so this is, if you're listening to this, this isn't like, oh, that's too extreme. And Dr. Rosie just works with the Olympic athletes. And so I can't do that. And I I can't afford to. And I just want to right now say uh, that's not true. And that's not the point of this conversation. I mean, Rosie works with patients all day long. You know, the the people we all take care of, the moms and the dads and the families in her community. Yes, occasionally she gets on airplanes and travels across the globe, take care of elite athletes. But that her primary role in her community is taking care of, you know, the typical person. And how do we do keto that way and do it clean? And so talk through that. Yeah, but Ben, let me, let me jump in real quick. Before I get myself into trouble, I just want to say that, you know, the keto that we have done, I have to give my wife all the credit in the world because she has been one of the ones that, like she, Rosie, your book, I'm looking at this right now and I'm going, oh my gosh, do we love Mexican food? So the Mexiquito kitchen, are you kidding me? Like my wife's going to be all over this, but she's already done her homework on a lot of things, finding stuff. I'm the problem. It's me when I'm out and I have to find, you know, different, it's, oh, so yeah, you know, so it's, this is going to be an interesting conversation. So yeah, talk us through that. We'd love to hear some of those differences and yeah, just how people yeah. can sort of evolve in this process of doing keto right. Right. So well, what's dirty keto? I mean, it's basically when you you follow this keto diet and that achieves ketosis, which is restricting your carbon take, getting most of those calories from fats, but um, it, it 
uh, emphasizes on all the bad um, choices that are full of chemicals and carcinogens and, and inflammatory foods. And I know that most of the time bacon is a one of those things that are noted in a keto diet, you know, and um, so this means that, you you know, you go get a burger with cheese without a bun and any, at any fast food chain or processed meats from the grocery store or a chicken fried and refined oil and call it keto. And, um, you know, you also may choose like non-organic animal foods and drink diet sodas or um, eat small pieces of candy as long as, you know, your carb intake is under 5 to 10% of your calories. And so, you know, while dirty keto may seem easier and more convenient, it's not the healthiest way to follow keto diet. And, and you might even lose keto. some weight doing that, right, Doc? I mean, that's, yeah, I think the concept the, is yeah. going to work. It's going to work because you're just reducing the amount of, of uh, sugars. But what um, it doesn't matter. The, the macronutrients that you're in, in intaking are no not going to be the best for you in the long haul, and it's not going to be sustainable. And you're going to probably even gain weight once you kind of drop off. And so the the drawbacks of dirty keto, it, it, although it's tempting, you know, because um, you don't have to necessarily you know look at all the micronutrients and the vitamins and all that. Um, you obtain your weight loss goals. But the problem is that these foods have so much um, inflammation and that's going to be the key thing. And so this is what, what happened to me as a bodybuilder. You know, uh, I was doing great and until I got leaky gut or Crohn's. Um, basically was diagnosed at 26 with uh, inflammation in my gut um, I lost about maybe 20 or 30 pounds within two weeks where half of my um, colon was um, inflamed. And so this inflammation of just all these things that I was eating uh, that would, would get me on stage, unfortunately, uh, was uh, wreaking havoc in my gut. And um, that's how I actually got to chiropractic school, by the way. But uh, uh, but basically, my gut shut down and ended up, um, you know, my doctor telling me that I needed to go get, uh, you know, surgery on my gut. My dad flew me down to Brownsville, where I'm from in Texas. And a cousin of mine was uh, working for a chiropractor. And she's like, well, why don't you go um, check him out? And I'm like, well, I don't have back pain. I have gut issues. And uh, she, anyways, long story short, he explained to me the, the power of uh, the amazing nervous system that governs your your, um, your intestines. And he, long story short, it brought me to chiropractic, but it's kind of funny how it all ties in. But inflammation is a key thing with, with uh, a dirty keto foods when, when you're just doing it for the sake of just losing weight. And so the difference from that, from a real food keto diet, is um, taking this concept of eating less carbohydrates, but in introducing just a lot more beneficial foods that are going to allow your body to function and heal the way it should. And and so um, instead of intaking all this, you know, bad food, you're going to start implementing more uh, foods that are going to reduce inflammation, are going to improve your fat burning capability, and are going to give you more um, energy because of the mitochondrial benefits. And so, um, I, I can I can walk so you through. Yeah, this. well, let's Go let's let, yeah, let a couple things. So, 
because I think this is such an important conversation. So some of you, might, especially this is going to air right around kind of the first part of the new year where everybody's, you know, top couple of uh, New Year's resolutions usually involve a health related one, often losing weight. And so it's a great, I would rather, and we say this all the time, it's like when I meet a patient and they say, I've, I've never been to a chiropractor. Part of me is excited. I wish they would have, of course, had chiropractic, but part of me is like, I'm, I'm grateful I get to be the one to teach you, right? I'm, I'm glad I get to set the stage for you here. Um, so for some people that have maybe never tried keto, I love that we're going to be able to start them off on the, on the right foot, you know, with a, with a good kind of baseline. But I find it easiest, Rosie, if you could maybe take us through, um, your your day or I know again I know you work with patients all the time they're just starting this kind of thing and they're not a lot of the things are just foreign to them what is kind of a a simple basic clean keto diet that you don't have to be right a, a raw food chef to cook you know what I mean right or or go to school like what's a breakfast lunch and dinner and I know you got the kiddos kind of give us give us your I don't want to say hacks I don't love that word but what is your kind of day in the life of the main family look like from a keto perspective what are some of your things that you found that are really working for you and and maybe because I know you do this um how do you know if you're in ketosis or how do you do that? Because there's kind of a few ways to go about that. I know you actually measure it. What do you suggest for people that are just kind of getting started to, to know they're in keto and, and things like that? And then your favorite kind of keto hacks or breakfast, lunch, and dinner favorites. I know they have your book and we'll, of course, link your book on the, on the episode. But walk us through something like that, a day in the life of the main family from a keto perspective. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, it's become a lifestyle, of course. So this can be very easy for me, but it can be hard for some people, um, specifically with kids. And my kids are not uh, at all at, on a keto diet, but they are on a more, uh, so we get rid of everything that is inflammatory with grains and all that. So we uh, maintain their diet full of just lots of good vegetables, but basically we're, we're going to uh, want to just kind of, just kind of give you examples. So for instance, I wake up, um, just like he said, I, I typically wake up at five o'clock and I, and just like he said, he did interrupt my workout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I wake up and I typically go straight and get my coffee. Now with a, a keto diet, um, you know, you can have some foods like coffee that are uh, filled with good nutrients. So I, I make what's called a uh, bulletproof coffee on my own. Uh, you can um, buy some of these, but um, mainly put just uh, coconut oil or uh, grass-fed butter on in my uh, coffee. And Doc, I want to uh, stop you right there, and I and I won't I won't try to keep interrupting you. But I think this is such a great starting point example. And plus, I got to tell you a quick funny story. When I first learned about bulletproof coffee. And I started to make it and I went and I, I bought because you got to kind of blend it, you know, mix it. And so I went yes. and bought one of those little like bullet blender things, you know, but right. I, it was this I, it was this cheap one. And and I, it was the very first time and I'd made it and I put it in the container and I didn't get the thing screwed on tight. So when I hit it, it like <laughs> sprayed like bulletproof coffee over our entire kitchen dining room well, I, was that'll like, wake you up. <laughs> I was like wow that okay is this how this works that's why this is this wakes you up but but here's a great example where somebody so because I think this is where we can we can go off of the rails so quickly which is so we hear hey you can have coffee on keto so that becomes a triple caramel macchiato at Starbucks that becomes 86 splendas in my you know chai tea latte and and that's not what so this is 
I love this this conversation. So yes, coffee is rich in antioxidants. Now, what's not a great coffee is ones that are grown conventionally with chemicals and and processed and all these artificial flavorings and things like that. Find yourself a, a fair trade, an organic coffee, you know, something. And and here's the thing: I find this with with different lifestyle. When you begin to invest in your health, you, you find yourself even though you're spending maybe a little more on product, you're more conscious of it. And so you're less wasteful. You know, you have your favorite great cup of coffee. And then like you said, so people say put butter in there. Well, some people think, you know, Blue Bonnet is butter, right? I grew up with Blue Bonnet. I remember that's what my mom always had in the fridge. That's not butter. That's margarine. That's chemicals. That's synthetic. So when you talk, start talking grass-fed butter, it's, it's as different as apples and oranges to, you know, margarine or something like that. It's not, you know, Betty Crocker, you know, Betty Crocker, I can't believe it's not butter. So and then MCT oil, uh, medium chain, you know, fats and things that are going to be really good for brain health and brain function. So even though you might have heard, I wake up and have my cup of coffee. Um, what Rosie actually had was a clean, antioxidant-rich, you know, um, food grown naturally with grass-fed butter, which has good fats in it, non-inflammatory, actually anti-inflammatory, and MCT oil. That's what she had to start her day. Is that is that you, you with me on that, Rosie? Exactly, and that's that's exactly right. And then what you can put it on there is, you know, you can add some of the superfoods. Again, we're focusing on micronutrients. So of course, if you are going to sweeten it, I don't. Uh, but you can use stevia. Uh, you can add maybe some cinnamon and ginger, or um, if you want to add some spices that are just very anti-inflammatory, filled with anti-inflammatory properties, that are just going to help. Uh, your overall, um, you know, uh, processes here with, with, uh, just, uh, my kids, I know that I don't, I skip breakfast. I do intermittent fast and, uh, don't have breakfast till, uh, 12, um, which is, uh, I'll talk about intermittent fasting in just a little bit, but my kids, you know, once they get up and start homeschooling, we, uh, start with a smoothie for them. And again, just implementing lots of good quality fat. Again, most of Keto, um, your energy comes from the fat that you intake. It's, again, not the bad fat, but the good fat. So um, smoothie for them would include uh, coconut milk. And I'm not talking about a carton. Uh, sometimes people have uh, coconut milk filled with just, uh, again, chemicals. So if you just go back to real coconut milk that comes from a non-BPA um can uh, organic coconut milk is really beneficial in fats. And so we, we put some of that. We actually add a little bit more fat by putting um, a, some, you know, sometimes I'll get almond butter um, and again, raw almond butter. Uh, and they love uh, banana. Again, I myself and on keto diet don't eat banana, but I'll put some banana for them. Um, some, you know, so you have either bone broth protein, you have uh, grass fed whey protein that you can add in there. Uh, they love uh, the eggnog kind of uh, style of smoothie. So we'll add some uh, vanilla, 100% vanilla, and again, cinnamon and put some, you know, some nutrients like turmeric in there. And so they love it because it tastes like eggnog. Um, and it's again, sweetened with stevia. So we actually have on my Mexiquito book, um, it's called Orchata. And that's a, that's a Spanish style, kind of a, like an eggnog kind of a, a smoothie. So the recipe is in there, but it's just one of these things that they're used to starting off with a smoothie of some kind with lots of nutrients. And uh, it's very filling for them. And again, very satiating because of all the fat. 
So people will hear this, and, and I want to just encourage, because what's happened a lot of times, and we in chiropractic, we, we often have this phrase that we say, um, you know, um, you don't remove the interference, right? That's our job often. We, people get confused. It's not so much what we're adding, it's what we're taking away. A lot of our lifestyles, um, from a health perspective, have, are so full of interference that you might heard even the idea of making a smoothie in the morning for some people seems like like another universe right if it doesn't come out of a box or a carton or a drive through we think that we just it just seems like a lot of work and all i would want to encourage you to do is is and we all are busy and we all have busy li- i get it right and and we you know, those are children I, I would just want to reframe it in our heads it's really just a habit Okay, so once your freezer's got some, you know, you know, you got some cans of coconut milk in the cupboard and you got a, you know, it doesn't even have to be an expensive blender and you got some frozen, you know, fruits and veggies in the in the freezer, like making a smoothie actually takes literally a minute, right? I mean, it's it's not exactly. it, it's cheap and it's honestly it's 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 cheaper. Sure, the initial investment up front can, you know, go, "Oh gosh, I got to go buy things I've never bought before." But but Per 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 serving, if you will, it's actually more affordable. And 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 like you said, you know, now you're not you know fighting with the kids over um you know whatever fruity pebbles or and, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, go ahead. Right, I know, and I think that's another thing. If you make it fun, and specifically if you have kids, uh, and uh, you let them choose what they want in there. I mean, I know we put out the things that we can um you know add in there, but we make that choice and then they can choose what they want in there from those choices. So my kids love berries, uh, frozen berries. And so that's always um, just really tasty with the frozen berries in there and then the coconut milk and uh, they'll add either we, uh, chocolate. Yeah, we Go use, ahead. we do a lot of, you know, again, some people just have never really seen it in the aisle. Like, I mean, we shop at, at Costco a fair amount and, and um, you know, they got big bags of organic frozen mixed berries and, and you just, and it's not, as as expensive as as you might think, and so you some of you will you'll learn these hacks. But yeah, I and mean, we throw in a handful of, of spinach usually, just you know when the kids turn their back so they don't see that we did that. And we like to throw in you know the coconut butter and coconut oil and um, any you know like you said. And a lot of times actually, even if you're trying to be savvy consumer, it's a good way to get rid of some stuff that's about to turn. You know, you got some blueberries that you don't want to maybe eat because they're pretty soft, but you throw them in a smoothie. Nobody knows the difference, right? A banana that's starting to turn goes fine in there. And, and so, you know, there are some of those, those hacks. And, and, and for those of you, I would just encourage, you know, you say, well, gosh, I don't think my kids will do that. You know, most of the time I ask, well, have you actually tried? Um, because it often seems like we haven't even tried. And, and yeah, they're, you're, you're often changing their taste. But so if they're used to Pop-Tarts and, and Strudel, um, you know, there, there's going to be, there can be a little kickback. But I would just say it's worth it. I, and this is Rosie, because I, I, I know some of your journey with your sister and your, and your family, and I've, I've watched you walk through that. And um, sometimes these things can feel like, like, like struggles or, or even sacrifices, if you want to use that word. But I would just say you're worth it and they're worth it. And so it's okay. Like, I don't, I don't, I just, we have to kind of reframe this in our brains. Oh, that seems like a lot of work. Like they're your kids and, and it's your health. And they're like, I don't, I get the statement, but I don't really want to give a lot of life to that. I, I don't like feeding into excuses that I just don't think are valuable and, and, and honest. And so I don't say that to be that I have it all figured out or that we make, don't, you know, fall off the wagon and things like that. I just simply say that to encourage you and to potentially reframe that. You go, well, I'm not a professional bodybuilder and I'm not a doctor and I can't do this. Like 
all all Rosie said was throw some decent food in a blender. <laughs> okay, like let's not yeah. let's not overcomplicate this. So you do that, and then so okay, so then that's you know I'm I'm like you. I generally fast. I'm not a breakfast guy, and so um, what's a typical lunch for when you do break fast, or you know just in general, what's a what's a decent keto clean keto you know couple lunch ideas. Yeah, definitely. And Ben, just going back to the, the biggest reason if you're listening um, and you want to do this just for the sake of losing weight, uh, the reality is, is that slow, short-term build. And I think this is what we need to go back to, the the why you would even want to consider this. I know my why was so much bigger because I had to save, my, literally save my sister from dying. And so this is where uh, my big why was, you know, this is what we're going to do. And she uh, being you know, mentally ill, I treated her like a child. And sometimes we let our kids drive and control what we do. And instead of going back and saying, you know what, I can't, I'm responsible for my children's habits. And so we need to yeah. just go back and, and start to reframe why you're doing this. It's not just about you. It's about making sure your kids live um, and enjoy life for the long haul. So, but going back to, yeah, just making this doable. Um, I love Mexican food and so I got raised on it. And so this is why I, I chose to do this as a tribute to my sister. She did die, unfortunately, at 47. Uh, we lost her, um, you know, um, just had a, a stroke. And um, it was one of those things that you, you um, I, this book was meant so that I saved her, but yet there's so many people out there wanting answers. And with my culture, specifically Hispanics, we love Mexican food, and that's one of our vices. And most people love me me Mexican food, so I'm going to tell you what we eat in our household when it comes to lunch. Uh, so um, rice and beans are a staple for tortillas, and so there's so many things that you know we still want to have for lunch, and sometimes chips and salsa. And so there's alternate foods for that. And so what we do typically is I make on weekends, um, I typically like to prepare and stock food already so my kids can just grab and take what they need. And so they have, uh, if uh, most people don't know this, uh, Siete brand, which is a brand that you can find at Costco. Um, it's called Siete. That's like the number seven, uh, Siete. Um, anyways, they make uh, almond flour tortillas. They uh, make, you know, uh, cassava uh, chips that are uh, a staple in my household. So my kids can make their own quesadillas. And so with uh, the quesadilla typically is filled with not only cheese, but we love to stuff it with avocado inside and then put a little bit of, um, you know, some um, Brussels sprouts inside. So it makes it like a wrap. Uh, and then I have already prepared um, in a container either uh, some fajitas uh, that I've already, they can just heat up and, and put um, inside their own quesadilla. So it's one of those things that if you have preteen kids, they can start learning how to make their own quesadillas and it's pretty easy. 
um, or for even my my husband who stays at home with them and homeschools them, you know, he's able to whip this up and he's um, not Mexican at all, but makes great quesadillas for them. So that's a um, so the main food. thing, the main thing there, so that I want the listeners to know, so those brands that you mentioned are keto friendly brands. So when they're made with almond flour versus the traditional, you know, whole flour, wheat flours, things like that. So if you're listening to this, you know, the other ingredients we understand, you know, vegetables and, and, and cheese and things like that. And if you're cooking them in your, in your pan, you know, using coconut oil or even butter, things like grass fed butter. So the main thing is usually there's a couple of ingredients that are in most meals that kind of you know, really trip up your, your, your biology. Um, and so if you can find a couple brands that you like, you know, like Dr. Rosie was mentioning the, you know, that's a great place to start. You know, I, I love, I love a chips and salsa. I just, you know, I'm not Mexican. I'm a white guy from South Dakota, but um, and I just love the crunch as what I found. Right. I don't really care what it right. is. I just love the crunch. So it's like, um, soda pop. Some people like the bubbles. So it's like, well, it's really, or the carbonation. So it's like, well, Hey, I can just as much have a, a, a seltzer water or, you know, a, a bubbly water than a soda pop. I'm not really a soda guy. I don't like soda, but, but really when you learn about yourself a little bit, you're like, well, I don't really care if it's a Dorito or a Siete. It's right. It's just, I want that crunch to something to put my guacamole on. And you find those little hacks and you, you really can, can have a lot of victory just in it, just in that. Exactly. And so, and then now if you have time to cook, I mean, definitely, uh, we always have available avocados. You know, we, we make guacamole a lot. Uh, we, uh, for uh, breakfast, we do a lot of omelets or just scrambles with lots of vegetables. Uh, when you saute the onions, uh, you know, uh, tomatoes, spinach, whatever, and just uh, swirl it up with some um, uh good free uh farm rage uh, i'm sorry uh, farm fresh uh, eggs and then you know cook it up in some coconut oil and so you can make your own um scramble and if you are going to choose to eat bacon you know making sure that you're doing it with uh good uh sources organic raised uh, pork and just making sure that you're you're not doing it as a consistent basis where that's all you're having is a bacon. Um, and so there's uh, other uh, things that you can implement that make it fun for kids too, if you do have kids. And I think that this is where we need to involve our kids in cooking. Um, we make sure that they, they learn how to make their own um, foods uh, that uh, like apples, they know how to um, just get a little snack by getting apples with almond butter. And then they're adding not only, of course, the good fruits that are low in sugars, typically most uh, fruits that are in our household are berries, green apples, uh, and um, they love almond butter. And so they, they use that just as a staple. Nuts and seeds, um, you know, typically they have what's called a kefir. Uh, if you guys don't know what kefir is, it's kind of like a yogurt, but a more liquefied uh, kefir. And it's a plain, so it's not filled with sugar. So it's not like um, a yogurt that's filled and inundated with with uh, just lots of sugar. It's a plain kefir, and it's filled with probiotics and prebiotics. And then what we do to sweeten it is a little bit of stevia, adding some vanilla, like for breakfast. Uh, they'll have some berries, frozen berries in it, and uh, cacao uh, nibs, which are, again, a superfood, um, and some chia seeds on top. And so they're used to having that as a cereal instead I, of the... Uh, Rosie, I think, you know, again, for listeners, so if, if, if stevia is new to you as a word, stevia is an herb. And um, so, you know, and you can get it and it's, it's, 
there's a lot of different kind of versions of it, if you will. There's liquid versions. A lot of people like to use that uh, in their coffee or their liquids, or if you're in the South, uh, you like some sweet tea, and there's a, there's a, there's a good option there. Uh, then there's powdered stevias that people use for different sorts of cooking and baking. And yes, some of them have been processed differently. I mean, in a perfect world, you'd like whole leaf stevia, which is, is close to just natural. But as you're transitioning through this, and you're looking to just sweet. Now, you don't need a lot of it. And so, you know, it, it's not crazy. It's not like you're used to the sugar where you're dumping in, you know, spoonfuls of sugar and things like that. But if that word is new to you, stevia is an, is an herb that's been used for thousands of years, mostly in the East, you know, Eastern countries. It's a little new in America in a sense, not really, but, you know, it's not as common. People see it more because they see the truvias at the coffee shop and things like that. But if you've never tried that, um, and that seems new to you, uh, certainly a much better choice than your things like your Splendas and your NutraSweets and things like that. Well, I can tell you for sure, I am absolutely enjoying this. This is so helpful in terms of information. I mean, we have been at this for a while and still learning, still figuring things out. And it's so awesome to have Dr. Rosie on here just talking kind of with some expertise. And I, I, I'm just ecstatic about this cookbook. I can't say it enough. So, hey, why don't we take a break there and we'll reset some things, give the listeners a chance to kind of catch up and catch their breath. And we'll come back even stronger after the break. You are listening to Design to Heal. Here we are back with Design to Heal, talking with Dr. Rosie and just talking keto. I'm just so excited about this topic. I'm learning so much, and I know this is going to be very beneficial to the listeners. So um, let's uh, jump right back in, guys. How do you know you're in ketosis? Is there kind of, for our listeners, is there, how are you measuring that? And can you kind of give the spectrum of that, you know? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, once, I mean, as an adult, and you are following a strict keto, you want to make sure that you're having at least uh less less than 50 maybe even 20 grams of carbohydrates and so what's going to happen is uh initially if you've never done this you're you're going to hate life because you're still a sugar burner and not a fat burner and so your body is going to go through withdrawals and you're going to have some detox symptoms some such as headaches and migraines and you're going to feel like you're starving but actually your body starts to adapt and listen um, to the energy or tries to find some energy uh, from your fat stores. And so this is when your body starts to develop these ketones in your liver that are made from your own fat stores or um, basically feeds your brain through these ketones. And so during this process, um, you'll feel it. If you don't have something to measure, you, you'll feel that you're you're not going to feel the best. You're going to feel a little drained initially, but after about two weeks of your body becoming fat adapted, where your body starts to learn how to actually burn fat for fuel, your body starts to actually gain uh, like a little, like a runner's high in essence, because your body starts to utilize those ketones as fuel. And so um, until you get to this state, uh, then you'll have more energy. Your mitochondria will produce more energy from the fat. And so what um, is going to be the best tool for you is to invest in a ketone monitor, which is called, I use Keto Moho, uh, which is M-O-J-O, and you can look it up online. And it is uh, kind of like a glucose monitor, but it measures ketones. And um, once you're in ketosis, uh, the measurement would be um, like around from one to 
3.5 ketones uh, in your body. And um, you'll get to measure this. Now, sometimes when I do intermittent fasting or extended fasting, it goes up to five, um, you know, or even more uh, where um, it's only done in, and I'm not going to go into intermittent fasting and extended fasting right now, but it's only done for a certain period of time. And what you're trying to do is, again, heal. The whole method of fasting is about just healing and autophagy is what it's called, where your body uses recycled um, cells and starts to recreate new cells. And so, but going back to just measuring this for getting in ketosis, you want to stay in this range. Now, I don't want to get too scientific here. You don't necessarily need a keto moho uh, to to measure, but you'll feel it. You'll feel a little bit um, like after two weeks, you'll feel like you're in ketosis whenever you know you have this instance uh, kind of just form of energy and it's not going to happen until like two or three weeks after you start a keto uh, diet. So I will encourage you that within, as you plan for the new year, that you start choosing to do um, the best you can during this time of year uh, to stay in more real food until maybe Christmas, you know, maybe you can have your, your feasting then and, and during the new years, but get, uh, into the habit of starting to learn what foods, I'm starting to read labels, what foods contain um, how much carbohydrates. So it's going to be hard at first to make sure that you're, you're, you know, choosing foods that are low in carbohydrates. Even nuts sometimes could be tricky because people think, well, I'm eating nuts, I'm being healthy. But some of these nuts carry lots of carbohydrates, such as cashews. Uh, if you start Googling, you know, how many carbohydrates are in a cup of cashews, and it's going to be more than your daily intake. And so you want to make sure you check your serving sizes, the amounts of carbohydrates. So it does take some work initially to um, count your carbs. One of the apps that I um, tell my clients to get is called a Carb Manager Um one of there's so many apps out there that you can use, but you just start kind of adding those carbohydrates. It starts to add up. So if you are going to be in ketosis, you want to stay below 50 grams. And if you really want to go in, in deep ketosis, uh, it would be less than 20 grams of carbohydrates per day. Rosie, thank you. I love I love this, and I want to I want to transition into it as we kind of get. Uh, kind of this last segment here. I do want to encourage our listeners on a couple of things, though. First of all, you know, we've just we just have to continue to to reframe some things in our minds. So even when you hear Dr. Rosie talking about, hey, you know, it might be a couple of, you know, a couple of few weeks um, of just transitioning, and and you know, I you know I've done a lot of um, Rosie. We've done a lot of over the years. We've done a lot of camps experiences where we'd get together, and whether it was training camps or training as doctoring or physical training, and and I remember, you know, we we joked around because they're, you know, they called it the camp shuffle because you're all sore, you know, you've been doing burpees all night and running, and <laughs> you know, and and but but I remember somebody, I don't remember exactly, but somebody said, you know, instead of saying, oh man, I I hurt so bad, you kind of, and this is, and I'm not trying to play games with our mind here, but. That's the that's what f getting healthy. That's what doing things good for you can feel like sometimes. So we we often associate. I've said this before. If I went and climbed a flight of stairs, and at the end of that, you know, when I get at the top and I'm tired and I'm and I'm breathing heavy, I don't say stairs are bad for me, right? 
What I say is, man, I need to get in shape. Okay, so when we're detoxing, back to this idea of removing interferences, when I'm detoxing off of things that were not good for my physiology, and I feel effects of that any more than when my when my father, my, my who had a, an alcohol problem, when he would stop drinking, he had serious side effects. Right, everything from DTs to the tremors to, um, I mean, literally, you know. But but nobody would say that it was good for him to be drinking. Does that make sense? And so yeah. I just want us to understand what, 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 what Dr. Rosie is talking about is you're just really transitioning to healthy lifestyle. So if you haven't exercised for a long time and you go out and work out, you're going to be sore. That's okay. That's actually good. And so we do these things. And so just, you, you just don't, don't make excuses that, that sound reasonable. Like, oh, it's yeah, hard. And, and when I'm, I'm going to interrupt you here. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the way it's sustainable. And I think people need to have a, a plan and the way my patients have taken this on. And I just tell them, you know what, the fact is, it's not about deprivation. It's about making sure that you have uh, goals that are set to where Monday through, let's say, um, Friday afternoon, you're going to do the best you can to adapt this ketogenic lifestyle. And then we, we call it diet variation where your body, um, needs to have also a time to, to rest. And so we implement then a modified keto diet, or Friday night and Saturday we feast. So we kind of feast and famine, feast and famine. So when we feast on, it's not going to be, you know, McDonald's burger and, and French fries or pizza, but we're going to go out to eat and we're going to have, you know, good quality carbohydrates. Um, and so we are going to choose pizza. A place to go to would be one that maybe offers a gluten free, you know, uh, Pizza. Half, half large, yeah. And so, so Saturday is going to be um, maybe Friday night and Saturday is going to be our feast days, but we're going to enjoy food, but it's going to be a healthier version of a carbohydrate that's, that's probably better for you. Sweet potato fries, you know, something like that at a burger uh, place that has, you know, grass fed meat. Uh, so we still go and enjoy family time. And then Sunday we clean it up a little bit, have more maybe juicing. We have time to maybe juice and allow um, our bodies to get those micronutrients from the juices. And, you know, and then Monday through Friday, again, we start back onto a keto diet. So I think that yeah. this kind of, modification allows you to look forward to weekends to spend time with your family to go out to eat and, and have that opportunity I, to do I it. laugh you know oh, yeah. I remember and I don't I I don't want to I try to not tease too many you know people that I love on on podcasts when they're not there to defend themselves but I remember years ago having a conversation with my father-in-law who just um, matter of fact just made my heart uh, smile he just gave a testimony about chiropractic he's been under chiropractic now for I think 16 or 17 years started in my office and still goes to my old office and he's made a statement that he didn't know where he would be without that in his life and and that was encouraging to hear but I remember we were talking about nutrition one time and he said he said well but so so you know he just basically said well so do I just have to eat the eat the same stuff all the time and I laughed his name is Dick and I said I said Dick you eat the same stuff right now like like what's so funny <laughs> is we just have this other like the people that are have their other thing like they just go to the you know I'm I'm being you know paraphrase or you know generalizing here but we have our uh, we just eat the pop tart every day or we eat the bowl of cereal every day it's not like these people it's not like people have this wild variety of things it's like well I have a burger at McDonald's. 
McDonald's and I have Taco Bell on too. Like just, just realize it's really, I just, again, I would just reframe it. It's just habits. Okay. So we just have to often find different habits. It's not like these people have this wild, you know, um, you know, like I know for us eating out, we have like two or three restaurants that we can kind of feel like we can go to that kind of line up, you know, whether it's a a Chipotle or maybe a Panera and things like that. And so sometimes we laugh at each other because we're like, well, we just don't have a lot of um, I've said this. I've, I don't know if I've ever said this publicly, but you'll laugh at this. Um, so I, I, I've never had Chick Fil A. Okay. Now, if you're down in the South, you know that's like a, <laughs> that's like you're like that's like anti you know, God almost, right? Um, but I but the reason I say that is because um, I know myself, and this might be for some of you listeners. I know that if I if I allow myself to start doing those things, I'll find out I'll find a lot of great excuses to fall off the wagon, right? I'll find excuses to do things, and so sometimes depending on your level of, of willpower, Dr. Rosie has a, a, a lot of willpower. Power. She can get up and be in that garage at five o'clock in the morning and, and, and working out. And some of us have more of that than others. And so for those of you that maybe don't, you have to put some parameters in your life to help you, right? Whether that's, I'm also the same person. If I bring the, the junk food into my house, I'll eat it. Right. And so we, yeah. we just make, I find enough by accident. I don't need help. And so we have those rules in our house and we're not perfect, but where we try to say, Hey, we just can't buy that stuff. Um, we're getting ready for a, a big trip home. Uh, we're going to be on the road for a while. And so my wife was buying a lot of stuff and, you know, we have our special treats, even if it's like a, a, a licorice that the kids like, but we buy a, right. A natural, you know, one that, that is not full of all the other artificial colorings and things like that. Rosie, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of finish with this and it's a, it's a longer conversation, but I do want people to, to get a little bit of kind of a base of fasting. And the reason I'm going to say that is because I do want people to understand this. Here's what a lot of times I hear from people with fasting. They're like, Oh my gosh, that's impossible. I could never not have breakfast or not have lunch. And I, I listen, and there's a lot of research on this. If your physiology doesn't allow you to skip a meal, that is a sign of disease. Okay. Like you, you need to be able to do, if, if just the thought of you skipping now, now there's caveats here. I'm not talking about, you know, like your sister who was in extreme state of, of dis-ease and, 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 and there's diabetes concerns and things. I'm not just listen. If you're just listening to the show, Joe average living typical American lifestyle. And the thought of you not having, you know, fast food lunch today makes you think you're going to pass out or you're going to, Oh my gosh, I don't even think I'd have a headache. Like that's your body telling you you're not well. Okay. And so Rosie, can you, I know you've done extreme fasting. I've done some extreme fastings in my life, some extended fastings. I know you've done water fasting, which uh, I always tell people that have a budget concern. I say, there's a really great, uh, really affordable one you can do. It's called water fasting. Uh, it's just water. That'll save you on your grocery bill. But can you take a... Wait, uh, where can uh, I get that, Ben? Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's, at, it's in your faucet. Right now. But can you, Rosie, can you kind of give us you know, these last, you know, five, six minutes, just kind of an overview of some fasting and just some baby steps and then maybe a little bit of, you know, just the kind of science and or the value of fasting and how you've seen it in, in your life. Because it is, I wish we could change the name of it to fasting for sometimes and people just say it's about healing. It's the, you know, you should go That's heal for exactly a few right. days, yeah. not fast yeah. for a few days, heal for a few days. And that's where it came down to to my own health. Um, my, my, when I lost my sister at 47, a lot of the stress and all that led me to actually research fasting. It was um, back in 2018, and, and I prayed about it first. I said, God, what do I need to do for my health? My sugar shot up to 450 wow. uh, just from the stress. And that's whenever I said, okay, show me. 
And again, God said fast and, and I started to do it. And so, but the way I did it initially, that beginning of 2019, I started to um, just do it for spiritual reasons, but the science, um, you know, has actually caught up to, to biblically yeah. uh, why we need to fast, but it's all goes back to healing. And sometimes we need to rest and allow our bodies to um, heal. And what happens with um, autophagy is what it's called scientifically. Uh, when you fast, uh, it allows your body to go and utilize um, time to um, not only uh, recycle old cells, but also to utilize, um, you know, just fat stores uh, for energy. So people can actually, the longest person that's ever fasted was 300 in 65 days and this guy was big but um we have this is that you can go look it up medical disclaimer rosie did not just say (laughs) fast for three just no 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 this guy was like 400 and something pounds and uh anyways uh you can go look this guy up it was it's it's crazy but our body has a capacity to live and thrive on on your own fat stores and i'm not telling that everybody has this capacity but uh but we do we can fast and i think the biggest way to start this is just by uh doing it either like through intermittent fasting where you just skip one meal and sometimes people say i can't do that i'm gonna you know my glucose levels and it's all mental i think that that's what we've been telling ourselves excuse but your body can do this i think anybody can do this even diabetics um but uh what what happens even by doing this intermittent fasting of, uh, let's say, you know, either a seven hour cycle, you do this while you sleep, by the way, when you fast at night, but um, extended uh, fasting and maybe a 12 hour uh, fast where you only eat a certain block period of time. Let's say if, if it's for you, if you want to skip breakfast, you eat from 12 to like maybe eight o'clock and th- that's going to be your, your eating time where you can still have your three meals, four meals during that time, but then you would fast from eight o'clock at night till the next um, uh, lunchtime. And so during this time, your body has a capacity to to allow its liver to, to, to clean out, you know, your body starts to utilize those um, fat stores. And so that's the way to start this. Uh, another way of uh, starting fasting is utilizing one, one day um, out of the, uh, week to fast. Uh, some people do this on a Sunday uh, where you can still have either like I implement bone broth fasting uh, where with the bone broth, you can make your own or you can buy bone broth. Uh, and uh, the fat that's in the bone broth that's released from the bone itself is very nourishing, uh, specifically if it comes uh, from uh, grass-fed source of bone uh, like or um, organic chicken bone uh, that you can still have the energy that's in the bone broth uh, to utilize for fasting that day. And there's so many types of fasting. There's a, a three-day, what I start my patients specifically in, in the new years on a three-day water fast or a three-day um, green juice fast. So it's just something to kind of kick off your ketosis. Like let's say after New Year's, the next three days, you're just going to fast on either bone broth, water, or 
organic green juice and I have a, there's so many sites that can show you um, how to make this green juice, but you got to start somewhere. And I think if you're going to just start fasting, I would just start with intermittent fasting. You know, Rosie is, um, I think that's gr- great advice. And, and if you're, if you're listening to this and, and you've never done, I think there's, and there's a lot of, as you just heard, and Rosie just scratched the surface of the surface. There's so many different reasons to fast from spiritual to physical to, um, you know, just a kind of testing yourself or anything. I think anytime we, you know, we live in such a, a, a time of, of comfort in a sense in the world, you know, from air conditioning to whatever, to technology, to big couches and soft cushiony beds that you do need to find ways to, to, to challenge yourself and to, you know, put yourself in a situation to grow and stretch. And a lot of us are addicted to foods that we don't realize. When I fast, I'm always surprised. One of the biggest things, that, especially with extended fasts, is it always reveals to me kind of crutches I have or why, you know, I'm stressed and I'm, I'm reaching for uh, something, right? I just, I want to go eat this or I want to eat that. And I go, wow. And it really exposes areas in our life of addictions. A lot of times when, and I know you've heard it so many times, you'll have patients that come in, they go, I didn't, it's weird. They'll literally say, I didn't realize I ate this much of that. I didn't realize how often I snacked at night. I didn't realize that I sit down with a bag of pretzels. I mean, just it sounds weird. You go, what do you mean you didn't realize that? Like, who's with you? Like, you're right there. But it's almost these subconscious habits that we get into. And so just to break that system and to skip a meal, I, I tend to go... Um, I actually skip often breakfast and lunch, and I'm just telling you what I do. As if you're listening, and that's when I'm seeing patients and such. I just, I, I just feel clearer minded. I feel more focused. I feel like I'm just kind of in that that zone, if you will. Now, when I was high end training physically as an athlete, I had to fuel myself more. It just wasn't sustainable. And so I know Rosie with training a lot and with elite athletes, that's just, you have to look at your life and your lifestyle. I mean, if you're a construction worker standing out in the heat all day, um, you know, you're going to need certain things to be able to sustain yourself through that. But on a, just a real general level, you need to be challenging your physiology um, by skipping meals, by, by even, you may even want to fast. There's another thing about fast this is more the Daniel fasting model, which is fasting from certain things. You may say, hey, I'm going to fast from, you know, uh, you know, maybe a, a kind of a crutch that you have, or, you know, I'm going to fast from you know, pretzels for the week or ice cream. Like those are just good principles to test yourself and to say, hey, am I addicted to some of this stuff? Am, have I become dependent on some of this? And so um, that's great advice. Rosie, we're going to, um, we'll, we'll put your links up on the website to your book and to some of those other research. I'll put my favorite green juice recipe. You know, it's interesting when my dad was going through cancer, the first thing that they did, I remember when we walked into the clinic, literally no joke. My dad hadn't even filled out the intake forms yet. And we walked in and they handed him a glass jar of green juice. And I, you know, I remember it struck me and I thought, man, you know, all the years you hear about hospitals and all sort of stuff, you know, when you're going and getting chemo or, or something, they're giving you, you know, or, or, you know, they're giving you Coca-Cola classic. Uh, they're not giving you, you know, and I just, it was such a striking difference. And so when you start to learn more about nourishing your body and, and giving your, your body 
a chance to heal. Most of us are spending time messing up the healing, sometimes because we just simply didn't know, but sometimes because we just got some some bad habits that we've that we built into that. So, Dr. Rosie, we are so thankful for your time. Thank you for not waking up early, but letting us interview inter, inter, interrupt your exercise um, this week. We miss you a, a very Merry Christmas, of course, and a great New Year. I know I'll be seeing you soon at some events that we uh, that we get to see each other at. Any final thoughts for our audience? No, just start somewhere. I just uh, pray for you guys that you just, you know, again, seek why you're doing this and, and, and you know, get rooted on that uh, and find uh, your big purpose of why you're going to start changing your health for this next year and uh, just start somewhere. And we just uh, thank you so much, Ben, and uh, nice to meet you, Pastor Jeff. Rosie, it's um, it's a pleasure to meet you. I am beyond excited at your cookbook. I'm telling you, like uh, Ben, I can borrow this, right? For yeah, well, I think you can just have it. I mean, he <laughs> okay. hasn't put it down. Normally, he's always interrupting on the show. Just kidding. And I was like, I, well, he, well, I think he read your whole book. I just, I do, and I just want the <laughs> listeners to know. I mean, certainly we'll put a link in, in the description for this. But like, there is so much good stuff in here, even down to the desserts. I mean, yeah, ben, I saw you in there. Homemade you there. <laughs> pecan praline. I'm like, can I just, you like, you know, like, hello. Seriously, there's there's this part of me that's going, I'm hitting the grocery store on the way home to get some of the ingredients Christmas I just don't got have. Better. It's yeah. awesome. So, that, I mean, that's, I think that's going to be huge for for the listeners. And I, 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 you know, for anybody that maybe struggles out there, variety is, is going to be key, I think, for a lot of people. That was something that's really been helpful for us. And so, this is a goldmine for me. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.